Everyone up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here, Zubilee Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul. Hello, Zubaroos. And Billy. Welcome to the show. Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubilee Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, Buckle up and join us for When You're in Zubilee 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 Magic and wonder are waiting for you So come on with us now And discover the wonder of you Welcome to Zubilee Zoo That's right, you can listen to the brand new Zoobly Zoo podcast, dropping the 1st and the 15th of every month, wherever you get your podcasts, or at electronicmediacollective.com slash pod. Greetings from Tromerville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Trom Entertainment, creator of the Toxic Avenger. And I tell you, when the Troma team and I are not making those great movies like Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm or Tales from the Crapper, we spend all our time listening to Moose's Monster Mash. There's this guy named Paul. I mean, you will learn so much. It's the most entertaining and educational uh, uh, activity in the entire ethos. Take it from Uncle Lloyd. to an all-new episode of Moose's Monster Mash. I'm your host, Moose. If you caught my Friday the 13th special, caught me talking a little bit about today's guests and his uh, one of his projects, he's here today with a vengeance. So, without further delay, let's bring in actor, producer, writer, director, and new man behind the mask in probably one of the ultimate fan films, Mr. Jason Brooks. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I can't be more excited, man. This is fantastic. So, how's life treating you? How's everything going? Um, it's going well. It's very busy. Um, juggling life, work, movies. <laughs> it's uh, it's nonstop. Well, and yeah, you, you've really knocked the uh, the fan film realm out of the uh, water. And as I mentioned in the intro, I've I, briefly talked about uh vengeance and then the upcoming vengeance too in uh my friday the 13th special as being one of like the two like premier uh fan films you know when like when you look at fan films there's vengeance and then there's never hike alone are like the two premier and just stories just like that, that that's where they sit and the thing i like the most about vengeance is it could fall in canon yeah yeah that's the thing with uh with vengeance we very much wanted it to be a sequel to part six um jeremy brown the director he uh part six was his favorite um was my favorite too and really wanted to kind of see the continuation of the the story from there 
And we liked the humor. We liked the horror. We liked all the elements that Tom McLaughlin brought to part six. And we wanted to kind of carry that forward and into our version of, of the story. Oh, definitely. And you, you guys go in and, you know, without giving too much away for anyone who hasn't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I will say that again, go watch it. You guys managed to fill in some gaps in the Jason lore that have left many people question, you know, have left many questions over the years. Yeah. You know, like, how did he see his mother die? And, you know, different things like that. And you introduce Elias Voorhees, which was yeah. left on the cutting room floor, which was phenomenal. Yeah, that was something that Tom McLaughlin um, was uh, wanting to do in part six. His original ending had uh, the graveyard scene that he wrote, and there were some storyboards you could find online for it. And he wanted to, to end part six introducing Jason's father, Elias. And uh, we really liked that concept and wanted to, to tell the story about that. It's not been done yet. You know, the other story's been told a bunch of times. Um, so how could we make it different? Let's bring the father in. And we were uh, fortunate enough to get Tom McLaughlin to, um, to help behind the scenes, to, to be a consultant, um, talk about it. And we asked him if we could put that, the, his original ending from part six, as our beginning and vengeance and he agreed and, and participated by being the gravekeeper in that scene so uh that was a really fun way to start off the movie by um filming the original ending that he wanted to have so well and casting cj graham as elias is just beautiful casting not only is oh, it yeah. a nod to the movie i mean he plays elias perfectly yeah that was that was great that was uh, the director and i sitting around having a couple of beers one night <laughs> Um, uh, as we're getting ready to, to turn this story out into a full feature and talking about the Elias concept. And, and, and we both were saying, you know, we, whoever we get to play Elias, it has to be really solid and good. I mean, it has to be strong. Um, and who should we get? And, and I had said, well, why don't you just ask CJ and the director, Jeremy, who's like, what? I'm just going to reach out to CJ and ask him. And I was like, yeah, it's like, all right. <laughs> so uh, another beer or two later, he had the courage and he wrote to CJ and asked him if, if he'd be interested, showed him some of the work we've done in the past, told him about the story, the concept, what we're looking at. Um, CJ said, I'm interested. Call me tomorrow. And we did. And uh, CJ agreed. He said, send me a letter of intent and let's do this. And which happened to be June, Friday the 13th. <laughs> so just all, it all lined up for it us. It was written in the stars. Yeah. So for anyone who wants to like set set out on like the fan film uh trajectory what advice would you offer like and not just for um, friday the 13th but like any property yeah i would say um when you go into it do it for fun um if you and do it for yourself if you do it for others you're gonna run into a lot of um a lot of pain and and uh discomfort because everyone's going to have an opinion everyone's going to have their own ideas uh, there's gonna be people who want you to succeed there's gonna be people who really want you to fail and so um i mean you can look at any film right now like uh the new halloween that's out you see people on both sides of the fence people absolutely love it think it's one of the best installments people absolutely hate it think it's horrible um so just make sure that you go into it uh, if you're going to put it out in the world uh you're gonna have to face those things um and 
and just do it for the love. If you um, do that, then I think you'll you'll be able to succeed. It's um, it's hard. It's harder than anyone realizes. Uh, throughout the last few years, in the year we were filming Vengeance, I think we counted 52 fan films being made that year for Friday the 13th, and um, and that year only one came out. You know, and a couple came out the next year, but um, it's really, it's a difficult thing and people don't realize it. They think, oh, grab a camera, grab some friends and go in the backyard and shoot some stuff or, or just get some people together and it happens, but there's so much more to it. So um, definitely keep it within your skill set, keep it within your budget, keep it within your abilities and uh, just overall, just do it for the fun so that no matter what you, you win by, by having fun with it. Well, and on the note of the multitude of you know fan films being made, I, I mentioned in the special that you know that that's pretty much all we can get right now, you know, yeah. due to the lawsuit. So it it is kind of nice to see everybody so invested in these characters that we've all yeah. grown up and you know grown to love or hate, and just see everyone's take on them. That's, that's one of the great things that I've always said about the fan films is there's so many different fans who love different things about it. And when you make the fan films, um, you get to see there's something for everybody. You know, some people love dark, brutal killing. Um, some people love story and, and don't care for the blood. Some people like suspense and mystery. And some people just like, you know, visuals. So it's like there's something for everyone, just like the franchise. You know, there's. 12 films out there that uh, people love and hate and everyone has their own favorite. So, so I was looking at your IMDb list yeah, and I was wondering is the, uh, you know, you play Lewis Carlisle in vengeance. Yes. Is that the same Lewis Carlisle and up all night? It is. So <laughs> the funny thing is um, that character, he originally came from a film I did called happy trails. Um, that I wrote and directed. And in that, I needed to have a kind of a hillbilly redneck, rough kind of character to play a store owner. And so I um, was looking to cast that. I was working with my DP, Ryan Saplinski at the time, talking about casting. And he was sending me some pictures of some concepts and people. And, and I was like, no, no, no. It's Let me send you a quick video. So I had my son go film me in the garage. I threw on a fake beard and hat and and kind of acted out the scene. And Ryan came back and was like, dude, you you have to play this character. They're like, no, 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 I'm directing. I don't want to do the acting in this. He's like, seriously, you have to do this. Like, you nailed it. So I was like, all right. So I did. Um, and then when we're filming Vengeance, Jeremy Brown, the director, came to me one day on set and he's like, hey, do you mind if we use your character from Happy Trails and and uh, put him in this film? I was like, yeah, that'd be fun as long as I get to remain, you know, in control of the character and his lines and all that. Then let's do it. And um, and the owner of the lake that we shot at, his name was Louie. And he looked a lot like Louie, acted a lot <laughs> like Louie. Um, he was he was special. Uh, we love him. But he he was a lot like him, as coincidentally. And so we kind of wanted to throw that character in um, as uh, an homage to him. And so we did. And we put me in there. And then once Vengeance came out, I've been asked to be in six other film projects or TV series as the Louis character. So I think that he got a little more popular than Jason in some ways. But Louis was fun um, to watch. Yeah, so he's he's fun to play too. It's it's great. You know, 
I think everybody knows that one, like he's everyone's drunken uncle. Is that, yeah, I think everyone, the thing. <laughs> everybody says, Oh, it reminds me of my uncle and exactly like my uncle, you know, so everyone's got an uncle Louie, you know, he's super relatable and you know, it's a little spoiler at this point. He doesn't make it out of vengeance, but his death scene is kind of epic. Um, which yeah. I want to ask you about. What was filming that like? That was that was fun. It was um, the effect was done by an amazing artist named Joe Castro um, out of LA. Uh, he's done a lot of really amazing projects. But he, uh, I flew down to, and we had one of our executive producers, Don Shell. He came in um, and he put the Jason costume on. That was I don't know. I just had a lot of fun with it, having being you know being face to face with with uh, that costume, which I'm always in it. So never get to see it, but, um, that was great. We had to put them up on a box because, uh, you know, I'm six, five and about six, 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 seven in the costume. Um, on not quite my height. So we had to bump them up a little bit, make them, <laughs> make them bigger than Louie and, and just, uh, run with it. So no, but it was, it was a great time. And, um, Joe and Mixtron and I, uh, we all kind of held that, prosthetics the props together and just made it all happen is an awesome team effort that's awesome and you know we, we keep talking about you playing jason a lot you've also done flashback freddy krueger and up all night so you've knocked out two of the yeah slasher icons yeah yeah we uh when we did nightmare on elm street up all night um dustin montierth was cast to play uh, Freddie used the right build, the right size and everything. And, um, but he was also our DP. And so it got to the point where, um, there was a few scenes where, um, Dustin wasn't going to be able to, to do the Freddie role. So Jeremy called me over and like, Brooks, go put the Freddie costume on, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> and I looked ridiculous being this big, uh, and we had Mick Strong. Mick Strong was our, uh, um, assistant director and art producer. I uh, love Mick. Or, yeah, he's awesome. He came from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, mm -hmm. Blade, Leatherface, Candyman, like all these amazing 80s horror movies. Um, and so he knows Nightmare on Elm Street really well. So it was really great having him on set there. But as soon as I put the costume on, he's like, holy crap, it's like linebacker Freddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, this isn't right. So we had to shoot me at, at uh, the right angle, right angle and the right lighting and all that stuff. So, um, but we got it done and it was a lot of fun. So, um yeah, it was kind of an honor to work on that with with Mick. I'd well, watch he was one of my movie. best friends. Uh, oh, see, thank you. I, I'd watch linebacker Freddy. You know, the, the, yeah. I'd see this big burly uh, Freddy. You know, You're in my world, bitch. And it's like, oh right. shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mess you up. Like, is Friday the Thirteenth the only fan franchise that you have interest in tackling at the moment, or like, do you want to do a uh, um? like Halloween fan film or I, I would like, I could see you pulling off a really good Leatherface with your build. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I've been asked about Leatherface. Um, I feel like in my mind, my vision of Leatherface, he's a little bit bigger, um, huskier. And, and so I'd want to get bigger uh, to do that. Uh, Michael, I've always wanted to do that one as well. That was my first horror movie I've ever seen was Halloween. Um, when I was growing up. So that would kind of be fun, but I, uh, yeah, as far as horror, um, 
I would love to do all the above, you know, Leatherface, uh, Michael, Toxic Avenger is one of, is on the list there. Um, but yeah, my list is growing. But I've also done uh, Star Wars fan films as well, playing Darth Vader in the past. Yeah, I heard about that at a uh, convention recently. I was talking with someone, your name came up, and I heard about you playing Vader. I was like, I need to see that. So what, what, I say, what was that in? Um, there was a, a few movies. Um, like I said, no, they're not all, not all on IMDb, but uh, I played in, there's a movie called Gamers, Hands of Fate. Um, there's a, a series of movies there that I got to be Darth Vader in that one. And then there's a few other straight up fan films that were just kind of shorts that, that I also played Vader in. Um, some didn't come out. I think a few came out, they were online for a little bit and then faded away. But that was uh, many years ago, maybe about 15, about 15, 17 years ago. So been doing it a while. Well, you have this, you seem to have this trend of stepping into uh iconic villains and fan films i mean <laughs> yeah vader and jason and freddy and it's like wow and out right. of all of them the, the one that you know is getting the most uh pull is good old uncle louie <laughs> oh louie yeah <laughs> gotta love louie so that's that, that that's the swerve you you give louie his own movie where he becomes the killer right you know we've that's been talked about we've been uh asked a lot like you gonna make a movie for him or um we should make a movie for him we'd love to see more and we've gone back and forth probably over a year um off and on just talking about the, the idea of it and and it's like i really want it to be good i don't want to really you know jump the shark with that one or just do a full thing where it's like all right that was too much louis and now we're tired of him so <laughs> you know i like to keep him in demand if i can <laughs> and just like maybe little short cameos and films where he does silly, stupid stuff is uh, fun enough to kind of um, keep the charm. Louie, Louie, goes kablooey. Yeah. <laughs> so, what got you interested in filmmaking and acting, really? Well, I was always interested in, in filmmaking and how it was made. I was the kid who would always um, watch for the behind-the-scenes stuff, look at, you know, get the magazines to look at the behind-the-scenes, how things were done, how effects were made. And, you know, when DVDs and Blu-rays came out, you know, giving and watching all the behind the scenes videos and documentaries, that always interested me and, and is fascinated by uh, special effects and props and model making and all that. So uh, I always wanted to, to be a part of filmmaking, but never saw my opportunity or my way in and uh, until I was a young adult and then got a video camera. We just filmed a couple things yourself and then started meeting other people and started actually just doing like props and special effects and costumes for some independent films. Um, and there was a, a guy named Todd Redinas from TBR video. He, uh, he makes a lot of short films, very trauma style films. And I got in touch with him um, and we became friends and I started helping him with all of his movies doing doing effects or helping to co-direct or things like that and then i just started getting put into films like well you're a big guy do you want to go be the monsters like yes i do <laughs> and uh and so i just started getting a little acting uh, background roles or or extra roles or being the monster and so that's kind of how it started and then um i was working out a haunted house i had my own jason costume 
that I would wear and, and I'd volunteer at the haunted house and um, scare people. And I every night I'd hear, Oh my God, you look so great. You should be in a movie. You should be playing Jason. And it was like, I wish, I wish. And then one day I heard about the opportunity out with Brown space films in Idaho and reached out to the director and um, auditioned and got the part. And the rest is history. The rest is history. I can't seem to find it anywhere, but I'm really interested and I want to see it. Um, what is Zombiegeddon? Zombiegeddon just got done filming that. Um, That's why I can't so find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I say, because there one. wasn't a date or anything on it. I'm like, this sounds awesome. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a really fun film. Um, so Rick... Uh, the director, he called me up one day and, and uh, or messaged me and said, "Hey, I'm making this film it's called Zombiegeddon. I want to send you a script. Or would you be interested in playing um, one of the roles?" It's like, sure. And he's like, "Yeah, it's a, kind of a crass character. Um, I heard that you do really funny crass characters, like Louis. Um, it's not quite a Louis character. It's more of a, a normal guy, but he's kind of crass and rude and funny. And uh, he's a killer, a serial killer." I was like. That sounds great. So I read the script, got to be a part of it, and it's full of just everything. It's aliens and zombies and um, serial killers and just everything. It's a it's a fun horror movie, comedy, horror comedy. And uh, again, Joe Castro's back. He he made the uh, some effects, um, and uh, just a really great team there. But when we got ready to film, uh, they realized with the scheduling, they said, "Well, we we got a problem. You know, we." we wanted you to play the alien, which I'd ask, you know, would you be the alien also? And it's like, of course. Um, and he's like, we want you to be the alien, but we also want you to be this Dennis character, this serial killer. But because of scheduling, you can't be in two places at once. If you had to choose, and I said, alien <laughs> <laughs> right away, I'll be the monster. I love playing the monster. So, um, it's, uh, I get to be this really elaborate, cool looking alien that Joe Castro created. Um, so I got to work with him again. And uh, so that's third or fourth time working with Joe. But yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a fun comedy. There's a lot of great actors in there. Um, Raymond Power and Tabitha Bastion and some people from Vengeance that I've worked with before. It's it's awesome. So that's definitely one. Like I said, I definitely want to check it out because as I was looking into it, I'm like, this sounds epic. Yeah, it's fun. And as you know, we've briefly mentioned you have vengeance 2 coming soon yes yes that'll be out in uh, late spring of 2022 which um, has a killer lineup yeah see so vengeance 1 was uh did so well and was so well received and liked uh, we actually had some people that wanted to be a part of this one which is great. And we actually had to turn a couple people away. Um, not because we don't want to use them, but just, we didn't have the space for them and we couldn't keep writing in new people. It just well, didn't make sense. In story, Vengeance so. three. Yeah, there you go. We'll have to see about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, um, it also was great, you know, being able from vengeance, being able to travel to conventions, um, to do autograph signings and everything. Uh, I got to meet a lot of great, uh, celebrities and and actors from other films that we got to be friends with. And so when the time came with casting, you know, reaching out to some of these people, I was very blessed and fortunate that they 
um, either liked me enough or liked the project enough to uh, to say yes. And so they all seem to say yes very eagerly, and um, and I'm really grateful for them for that and, and blessed. And then a few more came along that just surprised me um, that that we have in there as well. That it just I can't believe myself. Like Richie Ramon, he's texting me yesterday. Um, Richie Ramon from the Ramones, like yeah. sending me songs that he's recorded in the studio that are not professionally recorded yet. But he's like, hey, I, I want to write a song for the film, and um, and I've got a few ideas here. And he's sending me this these recordings. He's like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? I'm going to put, do this in the studio next month. And, and I uh, just kind of stop for a moment and reevaluate my life and, and realize like, I'm that I'm chatting with Richie Ramone. Yeah. I'm like sitting here getting texted from Richie Ramone, who's amazing. Um, and just, yeah, who, you know, and I met him through uh, Tamar Glenn from Halloween five. Um, another amazing person who, who I'm really grateful for. And, um, who was also in vengeance too. So just really, really blessed to have these people in my life. Darcy DeMoss, she checks in with me um, almost every day. Just beautiful, sweet soul. She's so kind and good. She was Darcy in part six. Um, but yeah, the list goes on. Rob Mello from Happy Death Day. Paul Taylor, who plays Pinhead in Hellraiser Judgment. Um, Tom McLaughlin is back. CJ Graham is back. Uh, and uh, I know I'm missing some people now. Just but I say, yeah, like you said, the, the list just goes on and on. Yeah. And it's like, this is epic. I mean, th- there's no way you would have thought when you set out to do the first one that by the time you're doing the second one, you know, you, you're, I mean, you, you went from, should I just, you know, just write CJ, ask him to play uh, Elias to now you have Pinhead, you have the baby doll killer. You have all these like horror staples in yeah. your movie. Yeah, and they're all amazing people. Like I just yeah, it's so fun. It's great. And that's just for vengeance. And Roseblood, Kevin Spiritus, Terry Kaiser, Laura Park Lincoln. You I know, and Terry Kaiser's reprising his role as a doctor. I mean yeah. that, that's you know you have Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's and the doctor from Friday the 13th. And it's like, are, are you kidding me? Mind, yeah. mind blowing. He is. And he's amazing. He's the sweetest man. He's so, he's so cool to hang with. He really is. I had a chance to meet him this summer at a convention and he's probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And oh, you know, yeah. super humble and just, you know, he's super grateful to his fans. Oh, for sure. You know, and I, I do want to take a second and, you know, peel back the curtain for a second. I, I want to throw a thank I have to throw a thank you out to uh, alum of the show, Rob Mello, because, yeah. you know, he helped set this all up. You know, oh, nice. You know, because we were at, uh, I was at Midwest Monster Fest with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was asking him, I was like, hey, can you put me in touch with uh, Jason Brooks? And I'm thinking, you know, he's going to take my email or something, you know pass it along to you he's like yeah hold on he calls you up <laughs> you know he's like right. and it was you know hey got a guy here wants to talk to you about a podcast got a minute and then yeah we just talked right there and it's like this is awesome right yeah rob is cool he's cool as hell oh yeah um 
I first met him at New Jersey Horicon. We were signing our tables were next to each other and um and we just hit it off pretty quickly and, and hung out, drinking all weekend, going places and it was just a great time. And so then we just kinda stayed in touch since and no, he's he's awesome. Love him. In for like an elevator pitch style without you know, essentially giving too much away from Vengeance and not giving, you know, too much away for Vengeance 2. Um, how would you, like, what's the overall story for Vengeance 2? Yeah, so it's kind of a continuation of part one um, where we answer a couple of open-ended questions. Uh, but, um, you know, Elias wants to finish what he started and um, and the girls need to finish their their uh, quest as well. So, so vengeance two is not only about vengeance, but it's about closure. Closure. But is it is Friday the Thirteenth ever closed? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was supposed to, you know, he was supposed to die in four. And it didn't happen, you know. The final chapter. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean. The final, final, final chapter. <laughs> right. At some point, we're going to get Jason with a walker going around killing people with his machete. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll be down for the uh, geriatric Jason. Uh, there we go. You know, I'll be down to play keep him. up. <laughs> 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 so, since this is coming out around the same time, what. uh Let's talk about Roseblood. What's, yeah. you know, that that's, you know, another Friday the 13th fan film separate from Vengeance. Now, is that in the same, like, in your same universe or is it? Nope. No, it's a completely different universe. So, uh, Vengeance is all set. It's a part six and um, it, that, you kind of take a timeline of part six and kind of nine um, and X and then with uh, Roseblood, that's a direct sequel to Part 7 and kind of goes on its own um, timeline there. So we, so Peter Anthony, who's the, the writer and director of Roseblood, um, he was originally helping me with Vengeance and then got the, the Roseblood idea one night talking with uh, Riley Lorden and um, then just kind of started pitching it. It was like, hey, when we come out and film Vengeance, maybe we could take a day and film this little short. And uh, do you mind? I'm like, hey, you know what? That's fine, but nothing, no project ever turns into a short like this. <laughs> I guarantee it's, it's not going to be one day. I guarantee he's like, no, 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 just one day. And then, you know, a month or two later, it's like, yeah. So when we get out there, like three days are going to be dedicated to Rosebud. I'm like, oh, we're already going in three days, huh? I said, I guarantee you're going to need a week. <laughs> you know, and then it was, uh, then it just kind of builds and builds and it became its own thing. And then eventually I was like, hey, you know what? We're not going to be able to film, um, you know, three, four days, five days of Roseblood and then start straight into Vengeance. It's just, it's going to kill us. And he's like, no, I think we could do it. It's like, no, just go ahead and you film your stuff there. We'll push Vengeance out a bit. Um, I need more time anyway um, to get the script right. So um, let's go ahead and uh, just get this done. And so then he did. And then when we got uh, Laura Park Lincoln involved and Terry Kaiser involved, uh, Kevin Spears, the story expanded and became um, a feature instead of just uh, a short. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's completely different. It's got a different vibe, different tone, uh, which again goes back to that. There's different styles of fan films or different styles of franchise films. This one will be um, one of those fun 
um, story-driven and action-packed kind of 80s machismo killer slasher films. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. Well, and to touch on your, you know, it, it, there's no way, you know, you, it can't just be a short. Uh, no. A, a good friend of mine recently who's, uh, you know, a budding filmmaker and, you know, made a couple films. She uh, pointed out that aim for the feature. If it becomes a short, so be it. But why not aim for the feature? Mm-hmm. You know, you can always cut it back. You can't add more to it later. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But then just you aim for that feature, you get enough footage, then you're not going to want to make it a short. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Aim for the stars and land on the moon. Is that what the... <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, how has, you know, playing Jason, like, has it changed your life at all, or... Oh, for sure. Um, I mean... It's the first time I noticed that it kind of changed my life outside of taking up all my time and um, <laughs> money. <laughs> Once, uh, you know, the first vengeance did a lot of that. Um, but the first time I noticed it changed my life outside of that was when I was at the mall and, um, and somebody stopped me. He's like, Jason. And I stopped, looked back and like Jason Voorhees. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they said, you play Jason Voorhees in uh, that Friday the 13th film, right? And I was like, yeah. And like, how'd um, you know I was in the mess? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so we started talking about it and I happened to be on the phone at the time, um, on a video call with some other vengeance people. And, um, and so they, they heard that and like, what the hell was that? And I was like, I just got recognized, you know, it was really cool. So, um, and then got recognized on an airplane, got recognized at a hotel out in Kansas, got recognized, um, in another mall. So, like when that started happening and people would stop me to to talk to me or or ask for, you know, sign a napkin or something, I was like, oh my God, this like means something to people. And then getting invited to the conventions and and uh meeting fans there and um and all that. So it's it's that's been fantastic and um and that was you know, getting on social media suddenly all my social media is full um, <laughs> and I uh, got, you know, I don't know where we're at now cause I haven't been on it for a while, but like half a million TikTok followers, somebody found me and, and uh, started posting stuff about, you know, who I am, which then got other people excited. And so then this massive flood of people came in um, and uh, just stuff like that. It's, it's really strange. You know, you have to be careful what you say online. You got to be careful how you represent yourself. Um, someone's always wanting to, uh, always wanting to gossip or wanting to talk or wanting to have the scoops. So well, really at this point, sometimes you're not just representing yourself. You're representing your brand. Exactly. You know, and how you present yourself outside, you know, and on social media, you know, is how, your brand is perceived how you as Jason is perceived. And it's such a tricky line to walk. It is. And it's, you know, it's not just, I mean, we talk a lot to me and about me and stuff when it comes to the movie, but there's so many people that, that worked their butts off to make it happen and put their blood, sweat, tears into it. I I represent them too. And so if I mess up the film, I mess it up for everyone, you know? So, um, I, I really don't want to do that. 
I say there, there, there's so many people counting on you know this to succeed that you, you know yeah. you, you can't go out and just say something stupid. Exactly. And, and sometimes there's people out there who say stupid things. You want to reply to them, and uh, you know they make something up. You want to kind of tell the truth, or you want to just get. It's like you know if it's going to get involved, I'm stooping to their level or getting you know playing their games, and it's just not going to go anywhere good. So I just ignore the childish people and, um, and just be professional. And, uh, and luckily that's, that's helped and worked because a lot of people, you know, see it that way. So say so that that's a uh, skill I am slowly learning. Uh, oh, it's hard. <laughs> it <laughs> it's really hard. is. Cause it's, it's so easy to get drawn into the drama and the, you know, BS and, yeah. you know, you're a person first and you have to remember, no, I, I'm building a brand. I'm building this. That's what, at the end of the day, that's what will get uh, the ding. You know, right. Jason Brooks or you know me as Paul won't get the ding. The yeah, your film company, you know, Moose. Those would be the ones that be like, oh well, they said this, and this is what they stand for. It's like, no crap, I screwed up. Yep, you know. <laughs> Exactly. So it's, it's really tough, but you know, just it's one of those necessary things that you kind of have to bite your tongue sometimes and, uh, and not just kind of know, you know, I'm bigger than you are and I can crush you if I wanted to, even if you're threatening me and pretending like you, <laughs> you know, could whatever, at least I know that. And, uh, you're mad because I'm successful, I guess. I don't know. So you're just going to have to like, let it go and, and be the bigger person, be more professional. Um, since you do fan films, I was curious, would you ever, or have you ever considered doing, uh, the, you know, the, what if versus fan films like Freddy versus Jason, but more down to earth or, oh, like, yeah. you know, Jason versus Leatherface and like, which one, you know, is the most appealing to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I would love to. Um, it's, of course, you know, it comes up a lot um, in talking about stories or talking about what to do or wouldn't it be cool if, and then having the, you know, knowing the people that could kind of make it happen. You know, it's, you talk about it once in a while, like, what if we did it? Um, there's no plans, just for the record. There's no plans to do that. <laughs> but um so this is a huge what if listeners remember that we're, we're, we're yeah. spitballing here <laughs> yeah but i would love to to do um a jason versus anyone you know it's uh i think would have to be interesting the the jason versus leatherface could be fun um there's a great one out there the jason versus michael that's been done that's really popular um but I wouldn't mind doing one of those again, you know, doing or doing for the first time for me, but having another one, it's just, it all sounds fun. I love all the characters. And, but the hard thing is, is I do love all the characters and it's hard to see one win and one lose. So for me, my dream mashup would be Freddie versus Candyman Cause they're both that like supernatural, mm. like eth you know, almost ethereal, otherworldly, type killer uh -huh. and they're it's both 
you know, mental mind games, mental mind yeah. games. Duh. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I think those would be, uh, that that would be a really cool mashup. Just well, see those two go head to head. You know, and th- that's not one that people like are really clamoring for because it's, you know, it it's not one of the big, like the, the top four, you know, Leatherface, Michael, Freddie, and Jason. And mm-hmm. so it gets overlooked, but it's like, you, you take those two guys and it's like, man, that could be a really cool fight. It could, yeah. I think Candyman is just now getting a little more popular again. I think, it, you know, had a, it's following, but with the new movie out, it's getting a lot more attention. People starting to discover who that, that character is. So I say definitely with the uh, new interest in uh, the most recent movie. He's definitely gotten a newer generation of fans, as well as repeaking the interest of his the originals, yeah. the, the, the original fans. Because yeah, it's you know that was one of those franchises that they got to three and they're like, oh, we're done. Whereas there were others that they just kept hammering when they probably should have stopped. You know, oh, so yeah. it, it's that's one thing I always found interesting about Hollywood is they'll take certain franchises and beat them into the ground and others that you want to see more of crickets. That's true. I guess it's all those big wigs up in the offices and the uh, production companies deciding, you know, what people should or shouldn't see or what they like or don't like. So we touched on this briefly, but before we wrap this up, where can uh, the listeners follow you on social media keep up to date with upcoming projects and stuff yeah so we have uh if you want to follow vengeance it's f13 vengeance fan page on facebook um you can also find f13 vengeance on instagram and um then we also have the the roseblood friday the 13th fan film that's on facebook and instagram Uh, my uh, jason brooks actor page is up on uh facebook the jason brooks official on instagram those are my two main ones, as well as TikTok, as uh, the Jason Brooks, or maybe the Jason Brooks official. It's been a while since I've been on there, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty easy to find me on all these platforms to to follow me. And my TikTok, basically, I just answer a lot of questions about what it's like working on the set, um, how we did certain scenes, how we did certain effects, um, answering how tall I am a hundred thousand times, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Is it hot in the costume? Yes, it is um so you know those kinds of things it's but i'm whatever platform you're on i'm i'm probably there uh except for twitter i i have a twitter account but i don't ever really use it because i haven't figured that one out listeners like usual i'll post those links in the episode description for easy access and like always you can find me and other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com or on twitter at the handle moose media inc Jason, this has been a blast. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. And listeners, be sure to look for Roseblood about the same time you're listening to this episode. So when you're done listening to this, watch Roseblood. And Vengeance 2 in the spring of 2022. Spring comes with a vengeance. It does. Go check out the trailers on YouTube. Yes, and I will post those links as well. And be sure to come back next month when we start Moose's 13 horrifying days of Christmas. And until next time, mash on. 
monster badge. Come back for more chills and thrills if you dare. <laughs>